Welcome to the Vinnie Rock Podcast. Podcast. I took the blows and did it my way. It's time. The Vinnie Rock Podcast. Yo, what up? The Vinnie Rock Podcast. I'm going to be here with my boy, Banks. I call him Banks. His name's Jared. Radio personality here in town uh, for cable. It's a award-winning country radio station here in town. He's a freaking incredible person, and I love his insight on things. And, uh, you know, we're good friends and family friends, and so I bring him on here. But before we get to that podcast, we got some sponsors. Lead Slingers Whiskey. Oh, my goodness. Crazy. Lead Slingers Whiskey is doing its thing. It's growing. It's getting, it's, it's, it's going places. Um, man, you know, we, right now we're currently in how many states? Let's, let's see. Slingers. We're currently in like 30 something states and it's hard to say, but Go check it out. If you guys have questions what state we're in, if you're in a state like, I, I know a lot of these states have it. Oklahoma has it. Texas has it. New Mexico has it. Uh, maybe New Mexico doesn't have it. Shit. California has it. Nevada has it. Okay. Uh, Utah has it. I mean, it, the list goes on and on. You got to go to your local liquor store. And if you know you have it in your state, if it's already in your state, you can request it from your local pub. I don't know how that works, but you just tell them. Tell them you want Let's Whiskey, Whiskey, goddammit. Veteran-owned company. Also, maybe you didn't know this, but three of us were also law enforcement. So we support the Thin Blue Line. If you guys don't, man, you know, you know, you know. Don't forget, let uh, excuse me, Warfighter Tobacco. You guys can get warfightertobacco.com. Go check it out. Order your cigars directly to you besides here in Utah because we have some interesting state laws on that. But if you're in Utah and you're looking for uh, Warfighter Tobacco, you can go to the Beehive. They carry it. They're freaking awesome people. Go check them out. Um, shit, while you're in town, you might as well go check out Throwbacks Barber Company. Yeah. Hey, let's jump to the next one. Core Medical Group. You guys already know. Testosterone replacement therapy that is delivered directly to your house. They call that telemedicine. You go to the, You go get your blood work done. They tell you if you're deficient in anything. And if you are, they help you fix that deficiency. You take a shot yourself. You can have yourself do it. You can have your wife do it. Whatever you want. You get blood blood work done quarterly. Make sure everything is going good. Make sure your levels need don't need to be adjusted or maybe they do. You will change your life. You'll recover faster. Your sex drive will be better. You'll just feel better about yourself. A lot of veterans, a lot of people who've been through trauma, law enforcement officers, firefighters, a lot of these guys, years and years of moving and shaking and doing their thing, um, you know, for some reason, the testosterone dumps. And all I want to do is help you try and fix that for yourself, for your family, and for your health. Go check them out, Core Medical Group. Let them know I sent you. It's not hard at all. Beyondclothing.com. You guys, I mean, if you guys don't, please go follow them. Actually, I'm going to make a post right now because that's how much I love their gear. Beyondclothing.com. Go check them out. Uh, There's an outdoor expeditionary gear. They have some dope clothes, jackets, hoodies, um, you know, multi-layered systems. You know, it's it's everything you can think of if you're going to be an outdoorsman. Trust me. Go check them out. You can let them know I sent you. That's pretty easy. Tell them Rocco. R-O-C-C. C O, oh, boom. 
GMR Gold, subscription-based silver, gold, precious metals, coins. Hand them off to your friends. Share them. Coin check. Do whatever you got to do. Go hit them up. GMRGold.com. BullionBox.com. Uh, the Bullion Box essentially is like a, sh- it's, it's a subscription-based box, right? And um, you can get your $100, $200, $300 worth of precious metals. I got a fucking safe full of this shit. I love it. I'm excited about it. When I die, my kids are going to be able to freaking pass it around like Scrooge McDuck. Check them out. Use the Rocco promo code. Uh, Perseverance Survival. The Wooby Hoodie. The the Silkies. Your Ranger panties. I use them as underwear. I sometimes go tanning. I don't, I don't go tanning. <laughs> That's a lie. Because I'm Hispanic and I'm already tanned as all hell. But if I do go to the beach, you know, I might want to wear my Ranger panties. Those things are incredible. Go check them out. Perseverance Survival has them. You got to support this man. He's a veteran-owned company. This guy is hustling, doing his thing. It's him and his wife running it. PerseveranceSurvival.com. Use the Rocco promo code, all caps, and you get 15% off. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Willie Pete's chocolate. You got to check it out. His chocolate is freaking awesome. Skullville units. You know what that is? That's like the ratings of what they do. Chili, hot peppers. He's got some that have nothing. They're like... Chocolate and marshmallows and stuff. Then you got ones that are like the Moab and it's super hot and it burns your face off. Go check them out. I love them. Willie Peach Chocolate. Go check them out. Aircraftmaintainer.com. Hit them up. It's just like that. It's aircraftmaintainer.com. If your MOS, if your job classification in the military is something to do with maintaining an aircraft, hit them up. There's some extra certification and training you can get. If you're just curious, hit them up. The guys who own that company give a shit. They actually care about you. They want to make sure that you're doing good things in the future. And I recommend you hit them up and they can answer all the questions you have. Yo, let's get to this freaking podcast. I'm out. Yo, what up, what up? It's me and my boy Banks in the fucking house. Yee, yee. What up, dog? How's Language, bro. It's a family show. Jeez. <laughs> I think it's... A, I don't know. My mom, man. Dude, your, your mom's is listening. It's funny. My mom's here right now, and she got in a fender bender the other day, bro. Oh, no. In she, the snow? No. She's doing a, a, a roundabout. Oh. Uh, Dude, and she, she calls and he goes, Vinny, I was in an accident. And, and I swear to you, bro, the first thing that came out of my mouth, like, like, I genuinely had no idea this was coming out of my mouth. I said, you're fucking shitting me, right? <laughs> Like it was one of the girls that yeah. was telling, like it was one of your yeah. daughters. Oh yeah, you fucking shitting me, right? And she goes, uh, "No." And I was like, oh, "Mom, where are you?" You know what I mean? And so I'm like, so I got a GPS tracker on her. Uh-huh. So I just GPS. I said, "I'm on my way. I'm five minutes away." Boom, and I drive over there. She doesn't understand the roundabouts, and she kind of just so nobody else does here right. either. She, she, <laughs> yeah, she leaned in there a little too hard and bumped someone in the ass, right? Oh, okay. So it is what it is. But um, yeah, and then we get home. She goes. Then he yelled at me, right, to Christy, and and she was upset, and rightfully so. I've never talked to my mom that way in my life, dude. So the fact that any curse word came out directed towards her was after the fact. I was like, that's how surprised and caught off guard I was. Because anyone else would be like, shut the fuck up. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking kidding me, right? I remember as a kid, I didn't even I didn't even curse at my mom. Yeah. I told my mom to shut up one time. Ooh. We were moving furniture. And my parents were sitting on the couch, and I was trying to move this chair. And I remember my mom made some kind of smart-ass comment. Oh, and uh, And I was just like, I just, in my teenage way, I just went, ugh, shut up. And I remember my dad, <laughs> real calm. I would have got killed. Stone cold, like, got up, grabbed the front of my shirt with both hands, and said, you do not talk to your mother or I that way 
ever and literally threw me across the living room and and I, and I broke the wall. I think that's fair. (laughs) Right? Like, and and, talk to my wife that way. And if my kids ever talk to my wife that way, oh, they've gotten, they've gotten some legitimate, yeah, legitimate checks. You, you cannot ever disrespect my wife. None. No, I will fucking turn that shit up straight up. You know what I mean? Like, I was telling my daughters were asking me about fights. Like, Dad, you've been in fights. Huh? I've, I've heard you say you've been in I was like, yeah, yeah. So I'm telling them about fights. They're like, why don't you fight anymore? I was like, you know, that side of me is so different. There's a switch, right? And that switch, it takes a lot. It's a lot harder to turn that switch on these days. Mm-hmm. For whatever, maturity maybe, or older age, whatever the fuck it is, it's a lot harder to turn that switch but when you say some shit about my wife, like if one of my kids disrespects my wife, that switch is fucking flipped so goddamn quick, bro. Right. I lose my shit. Because it, it's like the protector of me and like, yo, you can hate me all you want because I'm, I'm the dude, right? Get You're it. You're putting yourself out right. there. Right. But my wife, your mom, the woman who raises you, who cooks for you, who cleans for you, who does all that shit, who shows up to school and does the little t- parent-teacher meetings, all this fucking... Fucking all the thankless stuff that yeah, mothers exa- do. Exactly, and that then doesn't, the, all the stuff that you know they say doesn't show up on a stat sheet. Yeah, that's the last fucker who gets any kind of attitude. Not even from me. Right. Not even from me. If she barely gets any kind, I'm just like, oh, she should get gratitude, right. and that's that's that's, all that's the most of it. That's the most of it. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. Like, although in my house we fight a little more than that. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, everything is different. It's a different dude. We're we're not. We haven't been married as long as you have. Right, so yeah. things, things change, dynamics change in relationships, and well, ours is super unique though too, because we're not like a lot of couples, and we don't let any resentment build up. Like my wife and I are so honest with each other yeah. in our relationship, and people think we have like problems in our relationship, yeah, because we fight a lot, but we fight about like I always say, we fight about good things, we fight about little things that continually keep each other checked, yeah, and keep us honest because we don't let any resentment build up. If there's something to be said. We say it, we get yeah. it out. It doesn't matter if we're at the family barbecue or if it's like right after church and we're yep. standing there. Like we get it out then and there, and then we go on and we kiss and make up and everything's good minutes later. Yeah. You know, so it's, I mean, but everyone has their system. Tuesday, yeah. We'll be, Tuesday's the 11th, right? Yeah. yeah. Tuesday, we'll have married 14 years. Damn. We'll have been together for 17 years and change. Yeah. That's great. So it's, we've had a really good run, and I think it's because we're always honest with each other that I way. I think they have to be. You know, there's, there's moments where I, I kind of pick and choose. There's such small things that I know I'm just, I overreact, right? Like kids and sports, it's so important to me, but it's not so important for my wife because education is more important. Right. That's our argument, right? All the fucking time. We got Holden, who is like the most athletic kid in the household, but also the most education challenged, right? He just doesn't pay attention. He's uh-huh. just—he's kind of like my ADD kid. Might actually have ADD. We don't know, right? Like he's just a really challenged kid when it comes to focusing on his work. It's not that he's dumb because the kid when when we sit him down, he gets his shit done. Uh-huh. But it's applying himself when mom and dad are not around. That fucking kid though can show up in a baseball game. He could be a fucking tie ball game. He goes in there and pitches fucking three strikeouts, right? right. Like, no pressure. Doesn't give a fuck. He gets in there and handles it. Put him in fucking wrestling. He didn't have to wrestle at all. He goes in there and puts up his fucking fight, right? So this kid is just super, super cool. But I can't get him to finish a season of shit because he can't keep the grades up the whole time. Right. And I keep telling Chris, I'm like, listen, I know you don't think sports are that important, but I find sports save my life. You know, and sports is so fucking important that this is my fight. I'll fight for this. Like we always say, yeah. those are those are good fights to have. Those are the yeah. good, those are the married, those are the healthy marriage fights. If that's what you're fighting over and you're not fighting over trust issues or bank accounts or anything like those, like you, if you're not fighting over, you know, like 
why did you leave this in the dish in the sink? Why didn't you put yeah. it in the dishwasher? Those are good fights. Yeah. Those are the healthy fights. That's yeah. when you know you've got a good base of your re- relationship because you're fighting over the the everyday stuff. Yeah, the that's stupid good. stuff. Well, dude, I also think if you're not questioning your parenting, like, are you even parenting? You know what I mean? Right. Like, like. I fucking go back and forth like, hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing for the punishment. What do you think? And she's like, no. And I'm like, uh, well, I really think this is important. Right? You know what I mean? Like, my daughter got in trouble. I pulled her from the team for a little bit. Same time, she got a concussion. So it was kind of like, hey, well, you can't wrestle anyways, but right. you fucked up. So I'm pulling you from the team. That ate me alive where I was losing fucking sleep, dog. Like, taking her out of that situation that you know means so much. Yeah, and it, and it bothered me because it's like, is this going to affect her future? Is, if, if wrestling becomes her career college career did i just fucking take fucking too much time off for her did i question it like i don't know i don't want to make a decision off of like a a brash decision just because i'm fucking mad dad right that can potentially affect the direction where she goes in the future all of a sudden she takes three four weeks off wrestling which is way that's a nice easy four weeks and she goes ah you know maybe i don't love the sport like fuck oh no (laughs) it backfired right and so i fought with that and me and christy talked about that and she i mean she came down and said Hey, I think you're wrong. I think you freaking backed out. I think you punked out. You should have kept your foot, you know, like you committed to this. You should have kept with it. Uh And then I said, ah, when you say it like that, it kind of offends me because I sat here and thought the pros and cons of this. And I felt I'm making the best long-term decision for, for the kids. That's where that decision came from. But I had to break it down, bro, because she was just like, hey, you bitched out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yo, that's, that kind of hurts. <laughs> but that's, again, I think that's, that's the sign of a healthy relationship. Those are good fights. You know, those are, those are the good fights to have. And the, they're going to be fights that you continue to have, especially because, you know, you have like a baseball team full of kids. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have to deal with every kid different. I only have the two. Yeah. And even with my two. Still two different at kids. At six and ten. Like, we're the, like, I always think we're the same people. Like, it's the same house. It's the same neighborhood. Like, why is this situation so different? They're all so unique that what works for one's not going to work for the other. And you'll have the same discussion a thousand times for every single kid. And it's always going to be changing. Oh, it's crazy. What do you it's mean? It's, it's your own damn fault. How many kids you got? No, I love it though. It's fine. Yeah, I don't know how many I got anymore. It's a good kind of crazy. It's. Good. I have two, and we call them the heir and the spare. <laughs> That's why I got I got two boys. There's the heir to the throne and the spare, just in case we mess up the first one. <laughs> oh shit, dude! Sorry, Nugget and Bean. I apologize. Uh, They're gonna so hear fine. this one day and be like, "Dad, you're an asshole." They're like, "Dad, what the hell was that about?" <laughs> Oh my god, dude. So, you know, I wanted to talk to you about this this craziness. Like, so Kobe Bryant, right? Yeah. Kobe passed away. And um fuck, that was that's hard for someone growing up in Southern California, right? I think it's hard for anyone who appreciates um someone's work ethic, someone's who uh, his man, I mean, I the guess the greatness at that level at anything right. is incredible. The I, the work yeah. that it takes for anybody that's been athletic at any level, At anything you realize how hard it is to be that good. I tell people for like, that long. I tell people how attractive I think it is when people are great at what they do. That's attractive as fuck. I'm like male, female, like oh my god, it's so dope to watch someone be great at what they do. And he's one of the best at what he did. I mean, he's in the conversation of the best basketball player who's ever lived. He's in the conversation easily. Easily, easily, and so it's like for him to be for him to be gone so soon, and the way it happened caught us all off guard, uh, and as well as his his daughter with him, you know. And what bothers me, and with this conversation he's been going, is like the crazy 
backlash that people got for posting about it. Like I posted about it, right? And and I don't post much of my opinions, but I said thank you for all the childhood memories because mm-hmm. genuinely, growing up in L.A. during the era of the fucking Lakers kicking their fucking ass out of motherfuckers, right, and winning and winning and winning, just being. You a gotta problem. remember, there was no football in L.A. at that time. No, either. dude, we had Dodgers the, and Lakers. That was it. And the Kings, and, and it's like hockey's not the biggest sport in in L.A. You got Dodgers and fucking Lakers. We lost the Raiders a long time ago. We lost anyone else that came, it, it just didn't happen for us. So we looked up to those two teams. Dodgers haven't had a really good run until recent years. Yeah. So we were our only champs were the Lakers. I remember the first time they fucking won. I remember when they got Shaq, and we were like, oh, I woke up my brother, Junior, we got Shaq. Yeah, and man. It was like we knew shit's changing. And when that shit, when they fucking won, everyone had fucking Laker flags. It was just so much pride of L.A., dude, and which is a beautiful time. And growing up in that era, he is a big part of that influence. And so, yes, I posted a picture saying, thank you for all the childhood memories, right? And fucking right off the bat, you start getting people fucking saying, oh, bro, it's just, do you even know him? You don't know him personally. You know, like, what, 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 you know, all this weird shit, weird Insecure, fucked up shit, uh-huh. right? Like, oh, did we forget that he's a rapist? Like, ah. Whoa, pump yo. the brakes on that one. Bro, how do you feel about the whole thing? I'm just getting, so, really getting frustrated. I was really surprised how, how hard it hit me. Yeah. So I'm obviously working in the press. I work in radio. I got the, the news break about 30 seconds after it broke yeah. that, that this had happened. And in one of the first press releases, and then nobody said anything about it for hours afterwards, it said that he and all of his kids oh, yes. may have been on board. Yeah, that early one And was it was bad. one of the first, and I, I as a dad, first, Ugh. my heart sank. Because I couldn't imagine sitting like Kobe had to in that situation and look across at his baby girl and not be able to tell her everything was going to be okay. Yes. To know that you're about to be in what's most likely going to be a tragic accident and that you're both going to lose your lives and have to hold on to her and look her in the eyes and say, I love you. That was such a hard thing for me emotionally to have to deal with. I was more surprised in the days and now weeks afterwards, how much I was affected by it. I don't think I realized I was as affected by his athletic influence and his community influence, community influence as, yeah. as, as much. And I think I'm more aware of that because of my position than a lot of other people are that are just hating on him. Um, but his impact and the, and the man that he had become as a father yes. post-NBA career yes. was the biggest thing that immediately affected me. It's hard, bro, to hear. Like, and that's the other thing, right? People were like, you know, his daughter died too. I'm like, yeah, man, I get it. And I didn't post about that because I don't, I, out of respect, I wasn't going to mention the family, dude. It was more like, look, he, who's, he who is the one who impacted me mm-hmm. for many reasons. When all the people like, oh, there was eight other people on the, other, on the plane, right. asshole. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not I, sliding yeah, them at those all. Those are all, re- I mean, it's all relevant and it's all equally sad. There's no one's death is more greater than anyone else's. But I'm going to acknowledge any motherfucker that has had an impact in my life more than anyone else. You know, I actually wrote a fucking message to someone. Someone said, like, yeah, I guess they weren't as important. And I Googled it. It was like 150, 156,000 people die a day, right? And I said, hey, motherfucker, unless you're going to go and fucking post 153 fucking thousand fucking rest in peace fucking text messenger posts, got every goddamn day. Shut the fuck right. up. You know what I mean? Like, shut the fuck up. I can acknowledge any motherfucker I want at any time because it impacts me personally. My social media is not a fucking place for you to go and fucking throw your opinions 
Yours is. Go to your fucking social media and post whatever the fuck you want. They can't because they're only talking to four people on those. That's exactly. You know, they've got to jump on yours because reach. you have an audience. And it drives me crazy, you man, know. because I use my I don't use my audience in that manner to like push my opinion. I, right. I didn't say anything other than thank you for the fucking memories, dude. Well, and I think beyond sports too, and you and I kind of talked about this at, at lunch a few days ago. Like, why did this hit across the league beyond? what his greatness was on the court. I don't think anybody, yeah. nobody's ever going to deny that. Right. You could split his career in two in the eight jersey and the 24 jersey, and both of those careers on their own are Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah. When you realize it was one guy over 20 years <laughs> for one team, it just, it doesn't even sound real that he was that good yeah. for that long. But what he did after he retired, you're talking about a league where most of those guys didn't grow up in two-parent homes. Yeah. Most of those guys didn't have a positive male figure in their life, let alone one that had the same skin color that they yes. did. For a lot of those guys, it was the coaches in their life that looked up. Kobe was that first guy that showed them what a powerful, educated, empowered African-American man in America could be. Yeah, He was a husband and a father first and a businessman and an athlete. Yes. He was the guy that so many guys in the league looked up to because first he got their respect on the court for being the Mamba. Yep. But then when they got to know Kobe the man, and this was a guy that a lot of people d didn't really acknowledge or get to see, but it was his effect on these young men in the NBA off the court and the type of men and the, the example of a man that he set off the court for these guys to be, and that's why he affected so many in the in the league, because of what he was doing with his legacy. Obviously, he has this great legacy, but then he had turned it around, and he had the academy. Yeah. And of course, some of the lives that were lost with him on the helicopter that day were some of the coaches, teammates, and other yeah. people associated directly with his academy. We know that's where they were going. But um, but to be able to be as involved and to continue to give back and to set that example, that's why this hit so hard for so many people. And that's one of those things where I don't want to say it's, it was colorblind a little bit, but I think that's where yeah. a lot of people lose track of, and especially for as diverse as LA is. I yeah. think that's why people from LA understood it a little better than from, from a lot of other places was that he wasn't just a black man being successful. He was a man period. Yes. Who was a father who was a businessman and somebody that everybody yeah. could look up to. And it's, it's crazy. So my buddy, um, GRJ Books, is, is also Jez, the co-author of Sugar Man. He wrote this, like, I think it was so dope. And, he's, and, and just to paraphrase, he's saying, you're allowed to mourn who you want, when you want, however you want. No one group has the monopoly on tragedy. That line right there is, like, fucking beautiful. Because what happened was you have a lot of veteran supporters, which, thank God, we have those. But... They got mad, and they were saying, like, veterans die every day. No one gets this kind of attention. It's like, yeah, but, like, you can't be so ignorant to say that and really think it holds weight. Right. Kobe was well-known person, and he's a household name. Everyone has an effect to that. Not everyone knows every name of every soldier. And that doesn't mean that their death isn't valued and respected and appreciated and, and, and acknowledged it's just we've been at war for 20 fucking years, and you have to understand most of the civilian culture is exhausted of that. We can get it, and, and as sad as that is, but it's true. And at the same time, it's like 
but that doesn't de devalue anyone, right? No. It didn't devalue veterans. Fuck, we just lost two more fucking soldiers overseas, two special forces mm -hmm. operators overseas. And it, every time I read that, I tell my wife, like, damn, we just lost two more. And she goes, really, what happened? Like, that's my household. Right. I, it affects me. Well, and there's a lot of organizations out that continue to to raise that awareness and to, to carry the banner for those men and women in uniform who continue to serve and are lost. It's not that they're valued any less. Yeah. The universal impact of someone like Kobe Bryant dying the way he did, doing the things that he did, it just impacts so many more people. Yeah, and, 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 it, and it was a, it's a chance to tell that story. It's not that it's yeah. valued any more or less you know, the, the awareness and the respect that I think, especially we see it here in our community in Utah right. so much, it's as high here as it is anywhere in valuing the, the lives and the, the, the memories of those men and women that served. The, the parade that we just had for the yes. young Marine that lost his life. Like, yeah. it hits home here a lot. That doesn't mean that we can't celebrate the life of somebody like Kobe Bryant. Yeah, and that's, that's the hardest thing for me, dude, is that, I don't want to be mad at my own community, but I want my community to think before they react, right? This, this unjustified anger is, stems from somewhere that I think they should actually look into because you can't be mad or insecure or, or upset that the world doesn't see things your exact way. We all have our own opinions. We all have our own beliefs and we all have our own feelings. And so for someone to be uh, affected by Kobe's death should not also mean he hates Soldiers or fallen, right. fall, fallen doesn't, because it, I was affected and posted a tribute to Kobe doesn't mean I'm also not affected by the veteran. Correct. Rights. And so that's this weird and, and remembering the troops and the know? weird part of social media is where everyone thinks their voice matters or their opinion matters. Like, no, your opinion is your opinion. It doesn't have to matter. It doesn't have to fucking affect me. It doesn't have to bother me. If somebody never posted on my shit and just posted on there saying, fuck that. Cool, bro. That's your opinion. I'm not going to have to fucking sit there and like it. I just swipe on pass or unfollow the motherfucker. Yeah. But the last thing I want is a motherfucker jumping on my page and giving their opinion. It's like, bro, cool, cool story. Now get right. the fuck off my page because you had you don't you don't live my life. You don't walk in my shoes. You didn't fucking you know. You, it's just the weirdest fucking thing. It's bizarre. It's like you know, social media has given everyone a voice, and and I think that's great. Everyone should have a voice and everyone should have an outlet to be heard. But not everyone has that audience for a reason. Right. Because not everyone has anything that's really intellectual enough or articulate enough or well thought out enough to matter. And that's, that's, again, just like with someone passing. That's not to say that it doesn't matter to you and to the people around you or to the people who think like you. But it doesn't matter to me. Bro, and that's so, so funny. This reminds me of, like, GoFundMes. Uh-huh. Dog, I get hit with GoFundMes all day long. And, and it's like... I've had to write the dialogue out and say, listen, I'm going to be honest. I only share GoFundMes that personally affect me. Because if I don't, if I go and post every GoFundMe, well, that's all, you'd post. all you'll ever see on my page mm -hmm. is GoFundMes. Because I get it. We all have our own emergencies. We all have our own lives. And we all have our own, I guess, passions and things that affect us. You can't pour that onto other people expecting them to feel the same grief. And that is the hardest thing to convey to people. And it's like, how, can you not sit back and understand that? Like, it's like even nonprofits, bro. Like, it's all the same thing. This is all in the same idea as like, you can't expect the world to fucking feel your pain because it just, just doesn't happen. Well, here's how jaded I get by it. In my business, obviously, I work in country music radio. Yeah. 
And every single concert that comes to town, I, I can tell it's getting close because within about two weeks of, let's just say, for example, Blake Shelton coming to town, yeah. the emails start coming in. Two years ago, my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer. Oh, fuck. A month after that, my husband passed away in a car crash. Our autistic child was comforted in Blake Shelton's music. It would be really great if you would give us two tickets to the show so Damn, I can take him. Bro, and, and you know how hard that is for a motherfucker like us who have kids? You know, and like, and there's part of me that wants to say, that's terrible, yeah, I should give you tickets. But that's one of a hundred emails I'll get from somebody trying to use tragedy and their emotional pain to get free shit. Yeah. You know, and like, so part of me is like, oh, that's terrible. They've had a, they've had an absolutely horrible experience. I feel really bad for them. And then it turns into just this jaded, well, screw you. You're using your mother's death by breast cancer to try and get tickets to a concert. Like, what kind of terrible person are you? It's hard, and it's bro. And it's because... I don't care about that person or their life the way that you do. I, it's not that I'm not compassionate towards other people. I don't have the emotional connection to that person or that memory, so it doesn't mean the same to me. Plus, there would, there's not enough tickets on God's green earth to well, give everybody that's in that situation. It it's such an unrealistic so thing. I, to all of them, I just have to respond, man, that's really, I'm really sorry that's, that that loss is incredibly tragic. I'm glad that you, like the rest of us, have the music to turn to. Good luck winning your tickets. We'll be giving them away all week next week. Oh, yeah. And, you know, dude, and I have like, to write that email I, and I'm sitting here like, a hundred oh, times but I get it. every month. I get it, dude. You it, know, it's and fuck, it, fuck. I feel like the asshole every time I have to write it because I would love to just give these people the tickets. But Yeah, but dude, it's like what I, But you're using your mom's death to go see Blake Shelton. I I feel like that's a shit move. Yeah, bro. There's a lot of plays to make. And I don't feel like that's the right one. It's a weird thing. It's a really weird space. Like that's like like same, uh, dude. Everyone, when you look at the same thing, like same. when we turn it and bring it back to Kobe Bryant, like his passing meant more to a lot of people than a lot of other instances. You yeah. know, Kirk Douglas just died. Yep. One of the last great actors from what they call the golden age of Hollywood. He was 103 years old. Yeah. Lived an absolutely full life. Was a was an icon in yes. Hollywood, you know. But the but, tributes didn't pour out to him in the bro, same way they did to Kobe Bryant. I'm an actor, and I didn't share it, you know, because he didn't affect me, dog. And that's the that's just the truth. I appreciated his work, but there was nothing so profound that stood out to me that emotionally just fucking connects. But there are people that it was. There are people that have that memory of him starring in Disney's 20,000 Leagues. Right. And that was the movie that meant a lot to them as a kid. Or Spartacus. Or one of the other dozen Western films that he did. You know, there's so many different things that mean different, that have different weight to it. And it's okay. I think we've we've backed ourselves (laughs) into a corner and we do this politically and we do this socially now where it's, it's all about whatever you're angry about. And because you're angry... You think you have the moral high ground, and that makes you right, simply because you're angry. It's critical thinking is gone. And guess what? <laughs> Your opinion doesn't matter. Guess what? No one's opinion matters. Right. It doesn't matter whether, whether it's you or me or Johnny Joe Schmo listening. Like, none of our opinions matter unless it matters. Does my opinion have the power to change your life in some way? Do I got Kim Kardashian type followers? That might that might move a needle. If you, <laughs> but like, but only if you give it 
wait. Right. You know, the yeah. reason they're rich is because people have invested emotionally in whatever the hell it is that they're doing or selling, and they've leveraged that into money. You have given them an opinion that matters. The only way their opinion matters is if you let it matter. Dude, people, it's, we, like, it's we've crazy. given up control of our own emotions and our own ideologies to rage and anger. And fear. Well, that's the and we're we're the, run by it in this entire country, and it's not okay. No, that's exactly. It looks ignorant if you can't sit there and do critical thinking before posting. Right, right. You can't research. You can't sit and be like, let me let me say my argument. Look, if you want to have an opinion, cool. Let's hear that argument in a way where it's not fucking angry. Right. Let's hear like a legitimate, articulate, fucking educated response on why you think what you think, and I'll read it and be like, dude. I like that idea. And you can agree or disagree yeah. respectfully. Yeah. But if you're just pissed off, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. It's the weirdest thing, bro. It's the weirdest thing because you can watch people on social media and be like, man, I'm embarrassed for them. Because they can't just relax and just, you know what I mean? Like the Even the people that got mad at Kobe, like, claiming that he was a rapist. <sighs> and the people that tried to drag him almost immediately through the mud and say, wow, you're going to support a rapist? Whoa. Again. Pump the brakes here. Yep. You're mad about something, and I get it. Yeah. I understand why you could be mad at this situation. But, but let's look at the facts here. Yeah, but is he Is a he rapist? a rapist? Was he accused of rape? Yes. yes. Was he ever tried and convicted of raping someone? No. No. And then the argument goes, yeah, but he settled out of court. He was going to have to settle either fucking way. Right. The problem is, you think Kobe, I mean, I can't say he did or he didn't. There's nothing that's ever said it. I can tell you what I feel. Eh, I think a man cheated, right? I think a man cheated. No, I don't think anybody's arguing about yeah. whether he, or not yeah. he, cheated he slept wife. with that woman and cheated on his wife. And I think that's pretty and clear, I think right? It's, it's very, he even admitted it. Yep, and I think it's very easy to, to almost blackmail him as well. So you have that, that's, there's two sides of this. I don't know, but I can tell you what I think in his position, that guy, hard to believe that that. I would have loved to see him go to court and let's see the truth, right? Because that's the only way he's going to remove the idea of people calling him a rapist. But because someone said he raped him, now everyone says he's a rapist? Like, get the fuck out. That's some fucked up you shit. You want to try everything in the court of public opinion. It has got to be tough for a woman to be in that situation. And again, Extremely. I don't want to take that away from, you know, from believing a victim if she truly was a victim. Correct. But... I also believe in a fair trial and that you're innocent until you're proven guilty. And he was not proven guilty of anything other than infidelity by his own admission. So to, to say that hard. we're celebrating yep. the life of a rapist is really disingenuous and dishonest. It's crazy. That's Intellectually like, and emotionally. It's far-fetched. And, yeah. it's, and it's just angry. It's angry. And it's, it blows my mind because, look, I've had friends. I've had two friends who had serious college scholarships, went to recruiting trips, and were both told were, were both arrested for rape. And both of them later, one of them admitted she was lying. The other one admitted that her dad made her say it. Both of them lost all possibilities of going to college on scholarships because of that claim. How innocent. Fun. And they're innocent. 100% innocent and lost it. Like, because of the claim. Just in the claim my alone. position, it's fucked, man. if somebody even insinuates publicly that I did anything that would look like infidelity or impropriety or rape, I would lose my career. Yeah. 20 years of doing what I would do. Not being found guilty, just the allegation of it, 
costs people their careers because we're tried in the court of public opinion anymore. It's, it's rough, dude. And it doesn't matter what the truth is. Did this girl go through a traumatic experience yeah. in dealing with Apparently. Kobe Bryant? 100%. Yeah. But what, there we, are facts that we don't know. So to, to call Kobe a rapist in this situation, I think is very dishonest and disingenuous. But I think in the bigger picture, like, yeah, are we celebrating an athlete like he's, you know, a, 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 a war hero? Yeah. Like my first hero, the first person that I looked up to, and it was, it was weird. I was nine years old and I read his autobiography and this guy was a living legend to me. And I've never got to meet him, never got to shake his hand. He's still alive today. Mm. was General Chuck Yeager. Okay. He was the first man to break the sound barrier in the X1. He named it after his wife. Like, I could still recite so many moments from this guy's story. He was an absolute hero to me. And and I think that our generation, guys that are my age, you and I, that were in our, you know, late 30s, 40s, we're the last generation to have heroes who did something. Yeah. Our generation was the last to look up to men who accomplished something, whether it was building something significant or going to the moon for the first time or breaking the sound barrier, real, genuine breakthroughs that bettered all of humanity. Post that generation, after us, the only real heroes that we have left are athletes. Nice. And socially, we turn to that. And the people that we look up to now are people that win championships Yeah. in whatever sport. It's yeah. Tom Brady. It's Kobe Bryant. Yeah. It's Michael Jordan. There's a whole generation of people that don't look up to people that accomplished something. They're not looking up to Medal of Valor winners. Yeah. They're not looking up to these gold star sol- the soldiers and their families. You know, they're looking up to athletes in whatever their chosen sport yeah. is. And I, I feel like that socially, we've lost something there. And I don't know if it's because, you know, a lot of the, we don't cross those feats the way we used to. But like I look at these moments, like especially for for you that have daughters, the the all woman spacewalk, yeah, that just happened. Mm-hmm. Like, could you tell me either one of those astronauts' names? No, nope. I couldn't either. I know. I think one of them was a marine or something. Because we because we don't celebrate yeah those accomplishments the way they used to. The astronaut that just come back, she spent almost a full year in space. It was three hundred and like forty days. Damn. That she spent in space, set a record for astronauts, yeah. and the time spent living yeah, in a it, zero gravity it's, atmosphere. It's we don't celebrate culturally and socially those those milestones the way that we used to a generation ago. Well, dude, look at look at the, what what athletes get paid nowadays. It's so far fucking gone that it's like, yo, crazy. But you know who pays for that? We do. When you buy the shoes, when you buy the jersey, when you go to the games. So we essentially... We've created it. (laughs) That's exactly it. We've made this monster on our own. Yeah, we did it ourselves, dude. We did it ourselves. But little Jared, when I was nine years old, I wasn't reading about Michael Jordan. I wasn't reading about Magic Johnson. Yeah. You know, it made the news with all the stuff that happened, you know, with, with his career. And obviously when he came out with HIV and how he's dealt with it since and the scientific breakthroughs, and his business. Like there's all kinds of things we yeah. can go across with that. Those weren't the guys I looked up to. Some of that was probably yeah. my dad being an army veteran. Yeah. The guys that he wanted us to look up to were men of substance. Yeah. I read about general Patton. I read obviously general Yeager's book and, uh, and would love to be able to shake his hand. I know he's still alive. He's in his nineties now. Um, just to this day, one of my all-time heroes. Yeah. I read um, Norman Schwarzkopf's book, 
post Gulf War. Yeah. Like absolutely, like looked up to that guy and thought he was. I mean, he was our modern day General Patton. Yeah, you know, well, I dude, read I read about Patton. Like, there's so many of these guys. Even Colin Powell. I read Colin Powell's book when he came. Like, those were the people boys I looked up to. How about your boys now? You know, my boys now. Like, yeah. he's 10 years old. Yeah, Nick Romando, favorite athlete. Nuggets. Fa- I mean, that's who he looks up to is yeah. Nick Romando because he plays soccer. Yeah, and he wants to be a goalkeeper. And Nick Romando, obviously, the arguably the greatest goaltender in in all of Major League Soccer. Huh. You should go get you him know? a military book. So he's <laughs> he's got one called Light the Fuse from Uncle Vince. <laughs> he does he does have it. It's there. It's a little bit of cussing in that one, my bad. <laughs> I've heard a couple moms give that to their kids, which is kind of you know, cool. If your kid's intelligent enough to be able to glean the lessons out of it, I think it, it's great for a teenager. A teenager that yeah. is that is trying to find some kind of direction because there are lessons in there about what you want. Versus what you need. I'm going to bring the book home. In that book that I think are, are great lessons. I'm going to bring the book you home and make Belle read it. But I think, you know what? She's probably at that age now where she'd get it. I think she and should. And she'd learn it. something about Pops a little oh, bit too. That girl right there, man. Well, and you kind of, you name drop them a little bit there too because yeah. those two girls being your oldest, some pretty key moments in your lives yeah. revolve around them getting older. For sure. And, and, and you go into a lot of that in the book. But like, I just think socially... That's that's where we are, you know. Yeah, it's, no, it's not I, a sl- I never it's even not thought a slight, about that. It's not a slight well, on you know what else? on 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 the men and women that serve our country. There are a lot of people that still hold them incredibly high regard, including both of the people in this room right now. Yeah, and but we also do this with actors and actresses now. There are there there are very few people that have the universal appeal to affect all walks of life, races, re, uh, religions, creeds, colors, nationalities. And we do that, that for them the way that Kobe Bryant does. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and same like I'm saying, actors and actresses, they themselves, they now also have this crazy influence. Where like, you know, when someone passes, they get a lot of shares. Obviously, not this recently, but certain ones get a lot more attention, and people get offended by it. But it's like, look, man, it's our entertainment, and we've also put them in the positions. We watch those mm-hmm. movies, we buy those movies, we all that stuff is because we have done it ourselves and given them. Kim Kardashian has a voice because we've given her one. We go follow, right. share. Like, right? And that's all. Remember, Kim fuck. Kardashian was the bitch that organized Paris Hilton's closet when we first saw her. Is, is that what she, she did? She was Paris Hilton's best, air quotes, best friend. And she, she was paid by Paris Hilton on her TV show to organize her closet. Whoa. The, the, the most memorable thing we knew about Kim Kardashian was that her dad helped defend OJ. Yep. And then she was one of those rich listers that was in that circle with Paris Hilton. And she was a, a, a third level famous spoiled rich girl that Paris Hilton paid to hang out with her. Oh, and my then God. The sex the tape sex happened. tape, boom. And yeah. then the TV show happened, and we've given all this weight to somebody who has absolutely no substance. She has plenty of influence. Plenty. But she has no substance. And we did it to ourselves. And we created that monster. <laughs> we continue to do it, And though, we do bro. it all the time. We're going to do it again. <laughs> we continue to do it with all these guys on YouTube that are yeah. making videos, doing... Whatever. Pranks and playing video games, you know, like it and good for them for being able to make money doing it. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm not hating on you for your hustle. I'm just saying what you do and what you're contributing to society isn't what I want for my kids. I want more than that. I want more substance than that. I want them to learn something from what they're watching. Love it. 
So oh, yeah. with Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Rest, rest in, in peace, peace, Gianna, to the rest pilot, to the other coaches, to her teammates, to everyone that's ever felt the loss of someone significant in your life. If that person affected you that deeply, where you want to pay tribute to them, go ahead. Thankfully, we live in a country where you can have an opinion and you don't have to be subject to someone else's opinion. Just unfollow that shit and move on. Jesus. <laughs> Speaking of following uh, Life of Banks on social media, if you want to hit your boy up, uh, Vinny Rock Podcast. Vinny Rock Podcast. We're doing our thing. If you guys check out uh, uh, Cable in the Mornings. Cable 93 in Salt Lake City. There you go. Check it out. You guys, I follow you also on my Sonos, dog. Do you really? Yeah, bro. <laughs> so, yeah, and thank you because it's, it's been another great year. For yes. everybody that's listened to us and uh, for everybody that listens to the podcast. Now, there's a bunch of guys that hit me up on Instagram saying they yep. listen. Uh, it, I pre- the fact that anybody cares about my opinion, yep. I'm very grateful for because. Oh, that's why I have you on you here, know. man. I love just to have the conversation with you. We have these conversations ourselves all the time. And I'm like, fuck it. Let's do it on the podcast because yeah. guys need to hear other guys' opinions. And so hopefully either we change minds or we get people thinking, critical thinking. Or at the same time, maybe we just affirm someone's belief system and say, hey, I'm not that fucking crazy. Right. <laughs> exactly. All right, y'all. Well, thank you very much for listening. We're out. And did it more.